Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. Agency owners have certainly had their challenges through COVID. Aside from working on their own clients, they also have to lead a team of advisors who look to them for support. This week, we have Geraldine Ree on the show with us. She's an experienced travel industry executive, author, and mentor. What's unique about Geraldine is that she is led from every seat at the table. From frontline agent to CEO, her positions included leadership roles with Princess Cruises, Expedia Cruises, Travel Market Report, and her practice, Shift Consulting. Three years ago, she made the leap to entrepreneurship so that she could dedicate herself to mentoring leaders within the travel industry. Geraldine is passionate about helping leaders rise by elevating their team. She's like the quote-unquote advisor whisperer (laughs) that every leader needs. Her vast experience also makes her the person to call to help you with your travel business when you don't know who to ask. Before we jump into our discussion with Geraldine this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Throughout all of COVID, when we're talking about recovery, oftentimes we're only focused on the actual individual travel advisor and not so much on agency owners. So today we have Geraldine Ree, and we cannot be more excited to talk to you about agency owners and how, in your words, it can come back better. So Geraldine, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. And please tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. My favorite conversation is everything around the travel industry and how we can help advisors and agency owners thrive. I've been in the industry for over three decades and I'm an experienced senior vice president and leader for both Expedia Cruises and Princess Cruises. So I have a long history, but a couple of years ago, I decided my biggest passion was to actually coach and mentor industry agency owners and advisors on how they could help with the business side of their travel business. And that's me in a nutshell. I love that. I feel like there's been so much conversation around how each advisor can bounce back and strategies and things. But as an agency owner who sort of had an existential slash midlife crisis due to the pandemic and how I'm trying to build our team back up along with my business partner and the way I want to change everything I'd like to do and and feed business to my team. It just, it's so exciting to talk a little bit about the best strategies for people like me who are making big changes. I think a lot of us are um, as a team leader, as a person in leadership. Often on the show, we've mentioned um, coming back post-pandemic in a different way. And, you know, we've hit that, I feel like we're beating a dead horse, but it still needs to be said consistently. So I'm so happy to have you on. Tell us a little bit about what you have been coaching your agency owners surrounding this. Absolutely. What I've noticed, like everybody, when this happened last fall, you know, we just, our friends, our family, everybody was impacted. And we all thought about, anybody in the industry thought about how can we help advisors be strong? 
And after coaching advisors for four or five months, I wrote a book called Flying Colors, really dedicated to the business side of the travel business. I started noticing that there wasn't a lot of conversations for leaders on how to come back stronger. And the interesting thing is that there's this myth that, yes, you know, we've lost people out of the travel industry, but they were people who were going to go anyway. Or, you know, it would be a dream that if we sort of lost the bottom 20%. But the reality is that every single advisor is coming back differently. And so I think we need to help leaders meet advisors exactly where they are so that they are coming alongside advisors and building their business. That is exactly what is needed. (laughs) And especially, I think what's happening right now is we're all getting sort of overwhelmed. It went from famine to feast, and we have to be intentional about how we move forward with our businesses if we want to implement all the lessons that we have learned because of this situation. A hundred percent. It's sometimes rose colored glasses thinking we're going to pick up where we left off and Mm -hmm. everybody realizes that things have changed, but to prepare for this really steep curve, you simply can't do it alone. And to be a leader through this comeback, it's just so important to keep it simple and keep it really focused, you know, helping travel advisors not look left or right, but just straight ahead and really support them in a very intentional way. Yeah, I'm thinking like, it's this is not the time to be reactive. We need to take a breath and be proactive or we're just going to be carried away by the tide. Exactly, it's about keeping it simple, being emphatic about choices, about decisions and not trying to, you know, the research shows that people follow leaders who know where they're going. And they don't resent creative ideas or promotions or, you know, goal setting. But what they, what they get tired of is when a leader switches tracks, you know, this week it's, we're going to be the Oceana specialist and next week, oh, and we've got this great wedding event we're going to do. It's keep it really simple, bank on a few key strategies and help your advisors buy in. Because if the advisors aren't bought in, they're going to feel not supported and you're not going to get to your goals. It's true. And we, when we are helping our associate agents, our independent contractors, it's a balance of how to help them buy into the fact that this is their own business. They're a business owner. And yet they do work with us, not for us, right? Uh, I mean, some people have employees, but I think most of us are operating on the IC model. So they are working with us for us to help support and push one another and bring everyone to the highest level. But we need them to remember, this is your business. You're a business owner. It, it, it's the biggest struggle. I, you know, I hear two things from agency owners is one is, you know, how do I help them see this as their business? And, you know, the second thing is, is that um, how do I get them to buy in and how do I get everybody to engage as much as my superstars are engaged? So on the business side of the travel business, the whole um, purpose of Flying Colors, the book, you know, and, I'm, and I really, really um, just wanted to help owners give a roadmap to what it means to be an entrepreneur in the travel industry. There's, we're not wired for that. We don't understand the simple basic steps of how you get from here to here. And there's a lot of information to take in. You know, anybody who started in this travel industry knows that it's overwhelmed by day three. And the reason people leave is they 
had no idea how much work it was for the money. So as an owner, if you can keep it really straightforward and tell them how much marketing is required and what's not necessary, how much social media is a help and how it can easily become a distraction. And so I sort of really lay it out to help the advisor um, see what, what being a business owner is all about. I'd imagine those strategies would be different for every agency owner because their individual travel advisors or ICs are completely different. You know, I know I have an IC who focuses on cruises and now all inclusive. So her strategy is going to be completely different than what I do for my business where I focus on FITs. How do you present those methods in a way that works for most agency owners? It's a fantastic question. And I, you know, I've seen it as the analogy is that you're, you know, you're Nordstrom or you're the, you're the department store and every advisor has their kiosk. What I think really works is going on the high level that's common to everybody. Every advisor needs a business plan. Every advisor needs to know who their ideal customer is and how they can become indispensable to that ideal customer what sales techniques that they need to consistently polish every single day, and then how to measure their results. It's really simple. It's a four-step process. It doesn't matter if you're selling luxury, wedding groups, or you know some, anything in between. The process of running the business is the same, and I think owners too often dive into the destination. We are in passionate travelers. <laughs> we actually just want to talk about travel, and I do too. But the business of travel really has nothing to do with the product you're selling. It's more about excellence, you know, doing a few things consistently well. I love that. I mean, I feel like that definitely decreases the feeling of overwhelm when you first get into the business, because I know just individually when I first started, it was like, oh my gosh, I not only have to know about destinations, but so many different suppliers, but being able to narrow that down and I guess niche down into something, it just makes it less overwhelming for especially newer advisors to really be successful in the business. And it keeps them tied to what they're passionate about. Passionate about, You know, people come into this industry really passionate about an experience they had. For example, they did a princess cruise for their honeymoon and that's it. That's all they want to. Um, to sell and then they get in there and suddenly it's cornucopia of all these different destinations and they start I tell a story in the book about Lucy Leverage and Sally Squirrel. Lucy Leverage fell in love with her first experience she doubled down on it became a Commodore found every client she could find and and got two million dollars in no time and then there's Sally Squirrel who gets into the business like, you know, we all do and go, wow, I had no idea. I can sell weddings. I can do beaches. I can do, you know, oh, this expedition thing looks cool. And suddenly, you know, and I've even seen it in the pandemic. I speak to advisors that say, I'm so busy. I'm doing three webinars a day. And again, you know, way too much need, you know, distraction versus keep it really simple and become excellent at a few things. There will be a time where you can sell everything. But if you start with the few, you'll get the many. What's interesting, between helping run a team and I do some consulting work with my other business, Travel Biz Boss, um, the fear around niching. People feel like if they say, this is my niche, that that's all they're going to sell. When in reality, those people, if you talk to people who are niche and ask them what percentage of your sales are really just exactly what you're trying to sell, it's usually like, 20, 30, maybe 40%. 
Um, so getting people to move past that fear to say, okay, you can sell whatever you want and you will because you'll create relationships with people. They'll want other things, but you want to have a very clear pointed message in your marketing. Who are you speaking to? You want to be speaking to your ideal client and to people who want to book what your specialty is. That doesn't mean you're never going to sell anything else. People are so afraid when they start. I have to take every piece of business. I have to try it's for the experience, quote unquote, for the experience. I've had to tell people you're never going to have another request for a house that holds 30 people in Kentucky. <laughs> you know, like that experience is not going to help you. But there's a lot of fear and also the fear around charging fees um, because, again, it's like I've got to get every piece of business I can. I need the experience. And while I do think you have to pay your dues, you're probably going to have to take some real downers to start with. Um, that doesn't mean that it's a mistake to develop a niche or a specialty and focus your energy. Yeah. You're still going to end up booking other things. I, you know, I absolutely love that. Two two things really resonate with me is that this this fear that, you know, I don't want to lose anybody. I kind of call it the hoarding effect. I just need to sit on every email address I've ever known to man. And um, I may have thousands of emails and I don't call anybody. Really, your business is going to come from 250 people or less. You know, it's a really, really small number that you need to have. And, you know, people, you know, worry about, oh, this Royal Caribbean cruiser that I've had for 10 years might become a world cruiser one day, when in fact, they'll continue to do what they do. You need to go and focus and find 50 world cruisers to get your 200. So it's really, yeah, I agree with everything you say. And it's also this whole idea of that get, a, you know, get a real uh, center force within your business of like-minded customers who love what you love, and they will bring their friends. Best part about that lesson is that I'm only just learning it myself the last few years. I've been in the business almost 15 years, and I absolutely was in a position where I felt like I had to take every single piece of business, and I had to get food on the table, and that was my reality at the time. Um, but now, in retrospect, it's the same always, right? 2020. And, and as always, said, it's 2020. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I, it's I, half of what I do read, I, right, I do for myself as a reminder, like who is, you know, at least once a month, I position myself and say, okay, who is my ideal customer? Who loves me? Who loves working with me? It's so much easier to, if you're an agency owner, to get people back in touch with why they started in the business and who they love to sell. Yep. Work you love with people you love the way you love to sell travel, and you'll never work another day in your life. It's really simple and we make it so complicated because of fear and worry and FOMO. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm there with you. What are some common pitfalls that you've noticed among agency owners and working with them? I think the two biggest pitfalls that agency owners have is um, one size fits all. Time is so valuable. So they try and lead from in front of the room. They try and webinar everybody throwing everybody. And so what ends up happening is that we assume we know people's inner, you know, inner motivations. And yet it's that slow, fast mentality. If you take the time now to one by one, absolutely know your advisor's purpose and vision for the next year, you'll save so much time because then when you are in the front of the room, you can say, for those of you focused on luxury, 
for those of you who are doing, you know, you really know what their motivations are. Um, and I think the second pitfall that, that owners have is selling, is that it is almost impossible to run a multi-million dollar business of your own and lead a team. And it's a really tough decision to work on your business. And I know it's hard to delegate clients. It's one of the trickiest things to do, but there is a way to do it that leads you with more time, empowers your team, and your customers will thank you because guess what? If you're leading a team of you know, even 10 travel advisors, you're no longer the best travel advisor you were when you started. You now have leadership responsibilities and your customers will understand that they're cheering you on going, good, good, go you. I just actually want to get my vacation book. So I, I run a whole program for owners to say, how do I help you really lead from in front, you know, behind and to help your clients find other ways to book their travel. This is blowing my mind right now. Cause it seems like these, Concepts are so simple, but never put in terms where I really connected, you know, and Geraldine, it was just, you know, all these little tips and tidbits. And I can't wait for folks to get a hold of your book, Flying Colors, because everything you've mentioned here today has been, I don't know about you, Corrine, or anyone listening, but they've been golden nuggets, like platinum yeah. nuggets. <laughs> I'm trying not to take any notes and have my typing in the background. But uh, that's why the pen and paper is no, so helpful. No. It's quiet, Kareen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm storing it in my brain. Okay. Which is also against my religion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, we can have a whole other podcast on productivity. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite. Well, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you, how they can find you? Fantastic. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been just such a wonderful opportunity. You know, I see both of you as leaders in the industry really helping with the comeback. It's so important, the work you're doing. And I just want to say how grateful I am for that. And mm -hmm. I, too, am so uh, dedicated to helping with the comeback. And people ask me all the time, you know, how do I work with you? Well, you know, definitely the book, it's DIY, it's all there for you. And I'm. It, it was written in service to the industry. So we'll leave a link on that. I also have a white paper on leading the comeback for leaders out there who might be struggling with, how do I reassemble a high performing team quickly? Um, so that's available. And then I run year long mentorship programs. I have a select few travel industry owners that I work with and I am right alongside with them. And it's it's an absolute honor and privilege to mentor travel agency owners because I know the impact and how important you are to, to all of us coming back strong. So uh, I'll, I'll get you that information. You can reach me on my website at GeraldineRee.com. Thank you so, so much again, Geraldine, for taking the time. I can't wait to start implementing these. I'm in the process of growing a team now, um, but I know people with many more travel advisors under their wing can take so much out of this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, U.S. ski areas recently completed their fifth best visitor season since record-keeping began, even as the pandemic raged through the U.S. for much of the winter. They also report that the French government has authorized St. Bart's to reopen its borders to fully vaccinated U.S. travelers, effective June 9th, the same day that France reopens its borders. That's today. An article from Travel Pulse says that 
The Celebrity Equinox has received approval from the CDC to sail from Fort Lauderdale beginning July 25, 2021. Another one from them says that Puerto Rico has further eased COVID-19 protocols, allowing for more access to public facilities and increased capacities at commercial businesses effective June 7th. Travel Agent Central reports that Carnival is returning to Galveston July 3rd with Carnival Vista and that the Celebrity Millennium set sail from St. Martin last Saturday, Saturday, Saturday night, becoming the first big ship cruise with guests aboard to sail from North America since the pandemic shut down cruising last spring. According to Travel Market Report, Canada is preparing to ease border restrictions for vaccinated travelers. Go check out another article from them with the headline, Spain officially reopens to American tourists. Here's what you need to know. Spain on Monday officially began welcoming vaccinated travelers from the U.S. and a handful of other countries. Recommend Magazine says that Kensington Tours is offering advisor incentives on its new collection of customizable family itineraries aimed at multi-generational families. The family collection by Kensington Tours includes itineraries in destinations such as Japan, Tanzania, Costa Rica, Italy, England, France, and more. And last, good news from afar, France and Denmark open to vaccinated travelers. Denmark opened June 5th to vaccinated Americans, providing it's been 14 days since their final dose. And France is welcoming fully vaccinated travelers from orange countries, including the United States and UK, as long as they provide a negative PCR test no older than 72 hours or a negative antigenic test of no more than 48 hours. And that's it for Access Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. We wanted to thank Geraldine again for taking the time to be on our show and sharing her valuable knowledge with us. If you'd like to learn more, head to GeraldineRee.com, linked in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. And you guys, this is really important to us. Subscribe, leave a review, and share the show, please. We love you. We really do. (laughs) (laughs) Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.